Well, Mark, we're recording, so. All right. All right. Anything you say can and will be used against you in the court of law. <laughs> All that jazz. Do we need to clap off this time? No. I don't think so. <laughs> that, I mean, yeah, just right. in case. <laughs> What's up, Makana heads? Welcome to the Mastering McConaughey podcast, where we explore the filmography and philosophy of Matthew McConaughey. I'm your bedwetter, Mark. And I'm your thumb sucker, Johnny. <laughs> hey, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Johnny, Johnny, we are um, we are coming to the listeners live from we the are. Modern Real Estate Agents podcast studio. That's where we are, guys. Um so Mark was in town. Uh, we had some drinks. We had some chocolate. There was some football involved. It was great. Uh, and now we're in. We are in this uh, podcasting studio that is only halfway built. Uh, we're actually migrating spaces. So Mark is Mark is being very uh, patient with the dust. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> uh, there's no dust. There's no dust. Yeah. No. It's uh, this is this is a different experience. We're we're in person. Not gonna lie, I like the audio a lot better. I can hear you, I can feel you, yeah, I can sense you, yeah. It's very, yeah, yeah. I like the vibe. And being shirtless was a nice touch. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, well, well, you know, I feel more comfortable with my shirt off. And of course, we're doing this with no pants on because of pantalones tequila. Pantalones. Um, yes, it, we are taping this at uh, you know almost eleven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> So it's a different vibe, I think, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's usually a late night record. Yeah, but I'm a little hungover, so it's almost the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so today we're we're uh, talking about Ed TV, and uh, the bedwetter thumbsucker thing there was was from some brotherly banter right. yep. during the movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, but before we like really get into the movie, I, I want to apologize to the listeners for missing. Uh, the shirtless segment from Newton Boys. Was it the river scene? It was the river scene. It was the river scene. Yeah. 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 Uh, totally nude. And, <laughs> and then McConaughey's like in a bathtub some, at, at one point too. So. so that's what it was. Mark was so distracted by the full nudity that he missed the shirt off. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. I also want to tell folks about uh, a podcast that I was a, a guest on. Tell us about it. Casual Nonsense is the name of the podcast. Right. I don't think that's a, a an apt name really for the podcast because it's, it's not nonsense. It, it's it's an interesting guy, originally from Boston. I think he's he's somewhere here in the South now, mm-hmm. but he he always has a different topic. He has a different guest who has some specialty. Um, he does some movie reviews. He has like um, he's doing like a workout challenge. Yeah, he does like NFL episodes with friends of his. No kidding. Yeah, so there's something there for everybody. Uh, it is casual, but I wouldn't say it's nonsense. It's it's a good listen. I, I listened to it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great that he you know he dove into the topic. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, what a great way to just stay on top of everything by having these masters of something come into your podcast. And yeah, just, and you have to you have to research it. You have to figure it out. Um, so my episode came out on November seventh, and right? we went mm-hmm. through my top ten McConaughey movies. Yes. Yes. Now, did you and he agree on the top 10? I feel like there was some variance there. Yes. So, we came in blind. 
Right. I gave him my top 10. Mm-hmm. He could only come up with eight. Um, which I don't blame him. I had a hard time coming up with 10 too. You know, it, it's, it's there are 50 some movies. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, we had some movies that, that you know, crossed over on mm-hmm. our list, but I gave him a few that maybe that he had not heard of and maybe sure. our listeners had not heard yep. of before. So that that's worth a listen if you want to learn a little bit about the future of, of this podcast. And and Mark, you have been guest uh, appearing on different podcasts, right? This is not your first one. Uh, well, this was my first record. Oh, it was? Of a guest, yeah, a guest appearance. Oh, okay. But I'm I'm about to I've already recorded another That's guest it. appearance That's it. Yep. on Retro Movie Roundtable. I don't know exactly when that one's coming out. We'll we'll put that out on the social uh, on Instagram and uh we'll we'll maybe talk about it in an upcoming podcast. But we talked about Scrooged. Scrooge. Scrooge. Which classic. is a great film. Yeah. Great film. Now, if I'm remembering correctly, in the days of Blockbuster, the um the jacket from that VHS has uh a skeleton hand with maybe holding a lighter. Does that sound right? Yes. Okay. Good. You know, that's what I remember in life is yeah, like Bill Murray with a cigar. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. B- Blockbuster. That's God. Do you remember walking out of Blockbuster that time? I do. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's all I have to say. I do. <laughs> and so some guys who Mark wasn't friends with at his high school. Um, I guess. <laughs> We're walking out with Star Trek Nemesis. Yeah. And, and we walk by because there, there are multiple lanes where you can check out, but you have to filter through one door. And we walk by them. And as we go by, Marcus, Star Trek Nemesis. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, Mark. And I was a Star Trek fan at the time, still am. I don't know why I did it. It's, I guess, self hatred. <laughs> but. I think about that all the time. I do why too. did I do that? Well, I mean, they were probably high school bullies, and why not make fun of them? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Star Trek Nemesis. Now, as a Trekkie, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> looking back, how was Star Trek Nemesis? It's not the best. It's not? Uh, okay. It has, oh, what, um, the guy who played Bane. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know his name, but, it, and to be Hardy. fair- Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah. That's right. And Tom Hardy as a young or a cloned Picard. Oh. Yeah. The Romulans had somehow gained possession of your DNA. They were going to replace you with me. So, yeah, I know Tom Hardy played Bane, but I can never connect the two. And I don't even think it's fair to because he had a mask on the whole time. Right. Right. Like, it could have been anybody. Anybody could have done that. Well, you can hear You can hear his voice. I. I hear Bane's voice. No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. Batman. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what it's like to do a whole movie in that voice. (laughs) Speak of the devil and he shall appear. Or like Vin Diesel for Groot. He just had to say Groot a couple times. (laughs) I am Groot. So what? That's the... The uh, opposite end of the spectrum there. I mean, some of those guys just really luck into their roles. Like uh, The Rock. Yeah. He's the highest paid actor, never took an acting class ever. Right. I don't think he ever has to act, though. All he has to do is run around and scream. But let me go ahead and tell you. Shut your bitch ass up. <laughs> Lift up that eyebrow. He, he's got that. He does. That's trademark. One day we're going to luck into these roles, Mark. We're going to do it. You think so? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? We've got a future in, in Hollywood? Uh, this is definitely our springboard right here. Mm-hmm. 
This is going to get into the hands of Ron Howard. Okay. And he's going to say, if he's still alive by then. Yeah. Um, these guys. These guys. <laughs> now that's a clear-cut situation with the promise of comedy. Tell your friends. So my plan so far, to like get noticed by McConaughey, mm. is to try to like do as many copyright infringements as possible. It's not a bad idea. Get connection with his with his lawyer, you know. And <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. So that might be our inroad to Hollywood. But then, yeah, maybe we'll have to get Ron Howard's attention. We'll have to shave our heads into a deep, deep cul-de-sac. I, I think if we did that uh-huh. and went on like TikTok, uh-huh. he would see it. Okay. It would make his way to him. I just don't know if I'm going to do that. Uh, I'm not willing to. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm a ginger, I can make it work. Yeah. He's a ginger, right? Uh-huh. Howard Red. Opie, right? Right. Opie. Oh, Opie. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. you mentioned Ron Howard because he was I the did. director of this, uh, yeah. this, this beautiful masterpiece. Ed TV released March 26, 1999. Did you see the budget? Uh, I see it now. And I am... What? Oh, I got it wrong. What? I, I messed... In my note there, I messed that up. Oh. It's the opposite. $80 million budget. What did they pull in? 35. 35. Okay. Big flop. That's how I read it. That's exactly how I read it. Okay. So, yeah. I don't know why I read it that way because that's not how it's written. But, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Big flop. Which is crazy to think about. Ron Howard directed Matthew yeah. McConaughey. He right. was, I mean, this was him and like his like just coming out. Right. I feel like he's like starting his sprint here. Um, you had Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, who was awkward the whole film. I felt like like he just kind of was so cringe the whole yeah. film. Which that was his role. That right. was the job. Right. right. But. It's too bad. Yeah, and he was used to playing leading man roles at this point. You know, so he was a big name. Jenna Elfman was just coming off of Dharma and Greg fame. Uh, Rob Reiner, Ellen DeGeneres. Mm-hmm. You had uh, Martin Landau, who uh, was in the original Mission Impossible uh, TV show. What? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, we used to have some uh, DVDs of like a dozen Mission Impossible episodes, and he was like the main guy in most of them. You're kidding? Yeah. I didn't even know that was a TV show. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Good luck, Jim. Dennis Hopper was in it. Elizabeth Hurley. So there were a lot of big names. Yeah. A lot of good names. Um, And I'm glad you brought up Elizabeth Hurley because I want to circle back around her a couple times. Okay. Um, It's on the to-do list. (laughs) (laughs) But but total flop. It didn't work. Yeah. Which is totally unfair. I didn't think it was that bad. There were a lot of laughs. There were. Had a lot of laughs. You know, that whole era of movies, like looking back, it, it was a genre because this came out the same time as like Big Daddy, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. right. That's right. Which was, maybe that was the problem because Big Daddy was awesome. Okay. Big Daddy was cool. Big Daddy was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. This came out right after Truman Show, like the year after. That was mm. some of the criticism that I mm. that I read about. Like this was sort of you know, kind of the same lane as it's Truman Show. Same lane, but almost flipped on its head. Yeah. Right? And it was not a serious look at the issue. Uh, you know, of voyeurism, fame, all that. And so that, yeah. I well, think that's kind of part of the reason why it fell flat. Loosen the fuck up. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is a comedy. All right. Get your panties out of a wad here. We're having a good time. We got McConaughey. Yeah. Just, just, we got Ellen DeGeneres. Right. Okay. I saw her and I was like, Oh my God, I can't remember her name. How do I not remember this woman's name? I feel so stupid. Yeah. 
Ellen. Yeah. So Man, I've had problems with names lately. So right. I don't know if it's time of year or what, but I don't know. I don't know. But she was fun. Yeah. yeah her character was fun. Her role was fun. Yeah, we probably say the most like character development with her. I think so. Or yeah. like the arc. Yeah. The character arc. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't turn away from an accident. You know, you drive by and you say, oh, I hope there's not a head in the road. That would be. But then you look. You don't want to miss it. So we put a guy on TV and we just sit and wait and see if that head starts rolling down the highway. Yeah, because she goes from kind of a more selfish. Right. Yeah. Do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to make it big in, in the TV industry to, you know, there's a line where we're ruining this man's life and exactly. I can't be a part of yep. that anymore. Cynthia, another word and you may consider yourself fired. Uh-oh. Can you give me a hint? What word? Um, asshole. Shithead? Would that, I bet that, is that one word or two, though? I never can remember that. Shithead. Anyway. You know who her role reminds me of? Just in that, like, character development mm-hmm. is the dad on um, Elf. When you start out, he's all business, not hanging out with the family, just like, whatever I got to do to make a buck. And then by the end, he just quits. And he's like, I'm going to hang out with the Elf. He sings the carols. He does. He even sings the carols. Yeah. Right? I like that. Yeah. 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 Which Elf came out in like 2003. So not long after. Can you believe that? Do you remember putting that giant elf in Dan's front yard? Elf? Dude, yes. We got, okay, it was a giant like 3D cardboard elf. He was coming out of a yellow present. I don't we, remember this. Yeah, we put it in his front bushes. I don't know how we fit it in the bushes because I don't know how we got it there. It was huge. <laughs> Huge, and so, and so you had Elf just towering over those bay windows. Oh, wow! <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he preferred that to the turd in a pizza box. Oh my god, the things we did to that man, and the election signs on his roof. <laughs> we did all kinds of we stuff. We did. I think one time we did his roof in um, uh, flour, so it really? didn't come off. Yeah. Oh my god. No, we were awful kids. We yeah, were terrible people. We're productive members of society now. Well, more productive than this movie because it was a flop. Yeah. We right. did see uh, a couple of familiar faces. Adam Goldberg. Right. Well, uh, Harry, I, I feel that uh, Ed is the apotheosis of a prevailing American syndrome. Uh, it used to be that uh, people were famous for being special. Now they're considered special uh, merely for being famous. You see that uh, fame uh, has become a moral good in this country. It's... Its own virtue. And he was from Days and Confused. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see him in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Okay. So that was fun to see him again. Yes. Usual suspects. I like it. And we saw Jay Leno again. Yes. Playing I, himself. I love that. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. All right, look, let's recap this whole thing, all right? The mother's too good at it, right? <laughs> Both brothers stink at it. The stepfather can't do it at all. And the father did it, but it killed him. How the hell did this family? an honor he's like you know what i get to play myself on my show for another movie this will be great how much do you think he gets paid for those spots you asked me that in contact and i haven't looked it up since come on yeah i'm sorry it's that's, my fault that's okay that's i thought i had his his good joke written down i guess i'll just have to drop the audio in oh right yeah you can do that whatever i'm gonna look this up no one wants to tell us how much he made for ntv i feel like that's a common question 
I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's hard to find a lot about EdTV out there. <laughs> People didn't do a deep dive into that? No, no. Well, maybe this is going to be a piece of uh, history, a piece of record, right? I think so. Absolutely. Yeah, we've, we've done a deeper dive than probably anybody on EdTV. I, I think so. You know, Ron Howard's production partner at Imagine Entertainment is Brian Grazer. He's got his hair looks like he got shocked. <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh they're they're, you know, long-time partners, uh business partners, mm-hmm. and his brother appeared in this movie. He was the bad lounge singer. No. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He was bad. <laughs> he was terrible. He was terrible. Yeah. Because he's terrible. He's wretched. He's awful. He's dreadful. He sucks. I'm telling you, right? I, I, I wonder how that discussion got brought up. Like, hey, I got a role for you. Or like, hey, brother, put me in. I don't care where you put me. Yeah. Like, it was one of those two. <laughs> Which one was it? You know, was he trying to break out role with that? I, I mean. Yeah, I didn't look up and see if he had any other credits. But I, I didn't recognize him. He, he doesn't have a great face for so, presence for, for film. So <laughs> It didn't go very far. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the, it, in the box office, as far as money-wise, it didn't do great. No. Roger Ebert gave it two and a half stars out of four. I think he said, he said, after it's over, we've laughed some, smiled a little, and cared not really very much. Which, to me, that's like, I mean, that that's the definition of a popcorn movie. I mean, yeah, exactly. It wasn't heavy. Right. You're not leaving the theater like in this existential tr- trauma and just. Yeah. No. Listen, we, we, we came to have a good time here. We had a good time. We had some popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tomato meter audience score is 30%, which is surprising to me. I would think that it would be higher than the, the critic score, which is, in this case is 63%. <laughs> so the audiences weren't eating this one up. No. And I, I, I would, you know, critics, I'm, they're probably going to. Say whatever you know, but I thought the audience would be more like me. Where, yeah, I, well, I laughed a lot, a, a little more jovial, right? Hey, listen, we had a good time. We're going to give it a seventy, right? right? Right. We're not writing home about it, but it passes. On Metacritic, the users gave it eight point one. Is that out of ten? I'm assuming. Well, that's not so bad. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and that was out of forty-eight people, or did the critics give it a? F- the critics gave it a forty-eight. And that's out of 100? Yeah. I don't know why they use different scales on Metacritic. Is is there a chance that the users gave it an 8 out of 100? There's a point. There, are, there, there is a possibility, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> is that a possibility here, Mark? Maybe I'll go back and look at that. Because <laughs> I did think, like, why would they use different scales? That's pretty bad when you look at two numbers and assume they're on different scales because they're so different. Mm-hmm. So this movie won a lot of awards, right? Um, no, it did not win a lot of awards. It was... Um, Let's see. It was nominated uh, Teen Choice Awards for the sexiest love scene. That's pretty good. Uh, it was very good. And I don't know about you, but as soon as I heard that, I was like, rabbit hole. Because I don't care about this anymore. I want to know what won the sexiest love scene. That's what I wanted to know. Oh, did you find out? Yes. It was uh, another bad 90s film that I never saw. Oh. Um, God, She's All That, I think is what it was. We've talked about She's All That before on this podcast. Talk to me. Right? Woman Jennifer Love Hewitt? Um, oh, God. I don't... I think this is the one that we keep bringing up. And <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. 
Oh, no, this has Freddie Lee, uh, Freddie Prince Jr., yep. and Rachel Lee Cook. Yep, that's right. Matthew Lillard. Oh, Paul Walker's in there. Okay. Um, so it won, right? Hmm. And here's the thing. I went to YouTube and tried to find this love scene because I wanted to know, right? Uh, I couldn't find it. I don't, I don't like the, the little one-sentence synopsis here. A high school jock makes a bet that he can turn an unattractive girl into the school's prom queen. I do remember that. I remember hmm. that. That was part of my childhood. You didn't think you became popular for real, did you? Oh, you did. But yeah, I don't know about this love scene. All I found were like romantic kisses. And I was like, that's what y'all voted for? Y'all teens sucked. Yeah, because the, the scene in a TV. They're just going crazy uh, on, yeah. that t- on that table. Yeah. My God. Like, and then he, he crushes her pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm talking about her cat. I'm talking about the cat. That was insane. <laughs> and they, they cart the cat out on a stretcher. <laughs> and him too. Yeah. But he was okay. Yeah. The cat came out before he did. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's your take on Elizabeth Hurley? I have always found her to be attractive. Right. Um, quite attractive. I don't think she really fit for this role. I kind of wanted like a real supermodel to like be there and play herself. Oh, you know, I mean, why not? Yeah, that would have, that would have worked. Yeah. I don't know. She, but I mean, this, this character obviously was using Ed to become famous. So maybe having someone who's already famous wouldn't have made that work. Right. Oh, that's true. No, you're right. It definitely seems like she would, she would look over at the camera. Right. Yeah, she. Would, I mean, that's what she was doing. She was doing things to the camera to, yeah, yeah. She absolutely, was to, absolutely. Which um, didn't work, right? No, I'm, not I'm really. We, she yeah. never got an evolution out of that. Yeah, I, so she wanted fame. She did, and that's a big theme of this movie: fame for fame's sake. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. Which nowadays, with influencers, and I mean, everybody wants to be an influencer. Well, what that one guy said. Um, who was that actor who said you used to be famous for? What do you say? How do you, how do you phrase it? I'm not. I I know what you're talking about. How did he phrase it? Used to that? be famous for something, but now yeah. you're just famous for fame's sake. Or f- uh, he used two words and he was able to switch them back and forth. Jeez. Well, this is not relevant, but get your raggedy little <laughs> Steven Seagal loving arse out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> sorry, I just wrote it. Right, yep. Now people are considered special just for being famous. Fame itself is now a moral good in this country. That's it. It's its own virtue. That's it. It's. I mean, I think it's true. More true now than it ever was. Absolutely. You really like people become famous. I don't know why, but you know who started that? Who? Kim Kardashian. Yeah. I mean, get butt implants and have, fake a sex tape, and I'm telling you, yeah, the greatest comeback story of all time. <laughs> comeback story. Yeah. You know. Let's come on her back. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Kim Kardashian. Kim. Well. Well, in the video, she gets she gets come on her back. I think. <laughs> I see that outtake pop up every now. And then. That's good. I love that. That's good. <laughs> yep. Oh man. Yeah, I'll see celeb news like come around. It's like 
scritch scratch and Annabelle boob tom broke up. And I'm like, <laughs> who are these people? <laughs> who are they? Why yeah. do we care? Yeah. Listen, if you didn't date Taylor Swift, you're irrelevant to me. Yeah. But lucky for us, she's dated a lot of guys. So yeah, that's true. We've got a lot to talk about. Yeah, passing along the fame. We need an affair with her and Matthew McConaughey. Just a weekend fling. Okay. All right. He's been committed to his wife for a long time, though. Well, and, and I'm sure that she's a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that there needs to be any kind of um, feelings attached to this. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying that for the people... Uh-huh. Just have to get it on camera. Just, just do it once, guys. Like you only have to do it once, right? Just hold hands, walking through the streets of Paris, and just watch the world catch a blaze, right? Okay, I like that. Right, I like that. We can yeah. do that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yep. Well, Johnny, what are you drinking this morning? I believe this beverage has produced an emotional response. I have a pint and a pickled egg. And red wine is the worst for my sores. You think maybe you and I can brew up some juice? Oh, man, let me tell you, I got a 16-ounce coffee here. Uh, I'd say a little bit more than a splash of cream. I'm almost out. This came from Boarding Pass, which is uh, just down the way. A great little coffee shop uh, that uh, has its seating areas partitioned out. Uh, one, looks like you're in a train. You've got uh, a TV behind like those little holes, and it looks like you're traveling through like the prairies of wherever the fuck that is. And mm-hmm. Got one for, for an airplane. Another one for uh, a cruise ship. So, we got it all. We got it all. How about you, Mark? It had like real airplane seats and overhead compartments with luggage in it and stuff. Very cool. They go all out trying to make you feel like you were immersed in that. It's it's great. Yeah. I hope they they didn't over budget for that is all I'm hoping. (laughs) Yeah. How about you, Mark? What you having? Well, I ran into you at Boarding Pass um, and... (laughs) What a coincidence. (laughs) And and yeah, I I got a tea. I think it was a lemon ginger tea. Right, yeah. So you skipped over the popcorn tea. That was an option. Did not want to get the Japanese popcorn tea. Why is that even something that we have to discuss? Why? I don't know. It said that it had toasted rice in it, which I imagine would give it a popcorny, toasty flavor. I don't want that in my tea. I was going to say, but what, why? Like, whoa, right? I'm going to drink hot popcorn flavored stuff. Yeah. Why? Just give me popcorn. I give the man popcorn. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Make it heavy on the butter. Oh my God, you remember those butter machines? And then. Oh, yeah. Is it real butter? It's butter flavoring. Yeah. Well, what is it made of? It's yellow. You could just see it was just straight oil. I mean, looking back on that, like, that's disgusting. Yeah. Do people still do that? I don't know. I haven't got popcorn at a movie in a long time. No. Mm-mm. I don't know. I'm still surprised people see movies. Will has like a, one of the movie passes and goes every week. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I saw Oppenheimer in theaters over the oh, summer. How was it? I still haven't seen it. It was good. Yeah? Yeah. But yeah, I'd rather just be at home and watch, you know? I just, with everything streaming, everything is at your door now. Right. right? Fucking Netflix. Well, Johnny, let me give you a little synopsis of this. Dude, this would you? Movie. Would you please? Would you? And every man, played by Matthew McConaughey, is followed around with cameras, kind of like in the office, uh, except they watch him jerk off and cut his toenails. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I was reading ahead. I thought you were going to say they jerk him off, and I was like, I missed that one. <laughs> 
he steals his brother's girlfriend. The burden of fame ruins his life, but in the end, all is forgiven, and McConaughey finds true love. Uh, he is yeah, followed around by cameras on a TV network called True TV, which is a real TV network nowadays. It is. Uh, and I, Yes. I love it because they were pointing the camera at this new reality TV thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is, and it became a huge thing. It still is now. Right. I don't understand why people watch this bullshit. Yeah, I don't want to see two 50-year-old women with too many, you know, Botox injections slap each other. Well, if you watch The Golden Bachelor, you can do better than that. All right. Have you been watching it? Hell no. No. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) I I wonder if anyone did. I I don't know. And I wonder if, like, the old people were, were, like, at their assisted living places just rooting for people. You know, they had, like, (laughs) like Team Taylor and Team Edward, things like that going on. They may have. God, that would have been amazing. And if it didn't happen, next season, we're staging that at a place. I like it. Just to put it on TikTok. I like it. Yep. Ron Howard, (laughs) come help us out with that. There's an assisted living place near where I live, and they had a billboard for a long time that said, before I came to this place, they called me Karen, but now they say I'm a joy. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? So you're inviting all the nasty people to this place so they can be joy? I guess. But what 90-year-old woman knows what a Karen is? That anyway. Yeah, that could be bad marketing. I think it is all around. But Yeah. Um, have you ever thought about screwing with them? Like buying like a um, like an inflatable UFO, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, on a drone. It's like <laughs> droning it around there. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of opportunity there. <laughs> oh, no. You know you're always going to have an audience because where are they going to go? <laughs> Linda, they're coming back for me. <laughs> and the trick doesn't even have to be that good. So. Right. <laughs> they can't see. They can't see. They're going to fill in the holes in the story all by themselves. Is Rusty still in the Navy? Oh, Tell their nurse, there was a <laughs> yes. UFO trying to get me. <laughs> We're going to see a rising, a rising uptick in dementia uh, <laughs> diagnoses there. All UFO related, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there might be something to it. Uh, oh, man. Uh, yeah, uh, but fame. Fame is a big theme in this movie. The, the burden of fame. Mm-hmm. It does kind of ruin McConaughey's relationship. Oh, yeah. And I can just say, I, I can relate to the burden of fame. Oh, tell us. Tell us. You know, ever since we started this podcast, just people recognize my voice wherever I go, and you know, really, I can't I can't even go get you know a tea at boarding pass coffee without somebody asking me. They actually put McConaughey on your ticket. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, uh, didn't spell it right, but well, you know, it's a it's a hard one. Close okay. enough. If yeah. it was on my second grade spelling test, would have failed. <laughs> I failed them all anyway, but that would not have. <laughs> nope, wouldn't have gotten that either. Um, <clears throat> So, the burden of fame has been tough on you. Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I can tell, you know, mm-hmm. it's on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, yeah. I appreciate you carrying that burden. Thank you. For us all. Thank you. Yeah. And for just $5 a month, you can, <laughs> you can save this poor podcaster. Uh, click the link in our episode description. Support the show. Help me, uh, you know, get over this burden of fame. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I watched some DVD extras for, for the movie. I found them. How'd you get them? I, well, I did a deep dive on YouTube. I mean, yeah. I had to scroll way down past some 
totally unrelated results. But but I've got a few little nuggets here. Please, please. One is that you know they were trying to decide whether to cast a comedian or just a an actor who could you know play the straight man or play funny you know oh, whatever. Okay. But yeah. and I wonder what the movie would have been if like Kevin Hart now, he wasn't active in his career at that point, but like you know somebody funny like that, Will Ferrell. Oh wow, that, you know, it would have been more difficult because he's like nine feet tall. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He is very tall. Uh, but yeah, so they, they ended up you know, going with McConaughey. And Brian Grazer said that part of what got McConaughey the role was they were sitting at a table and uh, McConaughey spilled some Coke. And when instead of wiping it up, he waited until Brian Grazer looked away and he just sucked it up off the table. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Brian Grazer said, well, you know, I'm, this, this is just a, a kid from Texas. Yep. Yep. He's going to be our everyman that that we need for the movie. So <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. I thought it was great because I, I felt like it was a, not a hard role for him to play because he did play a young man from Texas mm-hmm. who was just every day, just weird guy. Right. Who worked at essentially Blockbuster. That's, yes. The local movie, uh, movie rental place. I, I feel like that was an easy role for him to walk into. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. I got this accent for the ladies. Yeah. yeah. He said that the Southern accent helps with the ladies. And it's said in San Francisco, so I guess maybe. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I need to move to San Francisco. He'll love this shit. <laughs> well, to tell you the truth, I find that uh, this accent here don't do me no harm with the ladies. Know what I mean, darling? So he in the original script he was supposed to be from New Jersey. Oh, really? The character was supposed to be from New Jersey. That's a big change. Yeah. So they changed it to East Texas, where McConaughey went to school, mm-hmm. and he said that he like the chicken dance thing. That's something that he and his brothers did. No. Yeah. And he does a thing like Bobcat. Yes. Bobcat. Yeah, yeah. He said that's the thing that his his brothers' friends would do because of the school that they went to. You're kidding. Yeah. I had a year of junior college. Home of the bear cats. <laughs> Scary. So they, they did make some changes to the script, you know, to, to fit McConaughey. And of course, at the end, or near the end, his mom dies, or his dad dies, making love to his mother. Yes! Which really happens okay. to McConaughey. Okay, when that happened, I was like, man, this really is a lot like him. Uh-huh. Now, I didn't hear if that was something that they added, but... I mean, that's quite a coincidence. If, Would that if have not, happened before or after the fact? His dad died during Days and Confused. Oh, that's right. That's right. Or 92. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, it was before. Well, I'm going to give uh, McConaughey credit for that scene, right? The The fact that the parents were divorced and then the parents got back together and had sex. I was like, this is, this is like McConaughey. He's playing mm. himself in this role here. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. This is beautiful. I love this. What? Don't you get it? No. The mother was stooping the ex-husband. His mom was was quite a character. She was. What a just manipulative bitch. Okay. <laughs> I can't, can't trust that woman. Could not trust her. No. Mm-mm. I wanted to. I believed her at first. But then I fig- figured it out. I was wrong. Yeah. So she, she ended up cheating on the husband. Who had been, a, who had been cheating? But she cheated on him and kicked him out. Yep. And then mm-hmm. got with Martin Landau, who's now in a wheelchair. He said, 
when McConaughey found out, he said, don't blame your mother. I'm irresistible. <laughs> that really, <laughs> that got a good laugh. Yep. Uh, he, he was a source of a lot of good laughs. Uh, yeah, he was, he was a good character. Don't blame your mother. I was irresistible. All right, how about mom? Is she around? She's here. She's in the bedroom. I'd yell for her, but I'd die. For sure. Um, you know, you got to kind of sympathize with, uh, with the mom there. Mm-hmm. He was in a wheelchair. She said she hadn't had sex in years. Right. I mean, I might have had sex with him. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying, if it had been years, <laughs> you don't know. You don't know what you're capable of. All right. But in that nasty place that he was living, I don't know what that was about. Like, that was, that was nasty. Awful. Yeah. Golly, you catch herpes from the couch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No thanks. Well, this is. Uh... Quite a shit, Holin. Well, it could be. If you fixed it up. <laughs> uh, I hated the toenail clipping scene. Why? Uh, why? Was it just... they did a close-up. <laughs> w- w- was it just that too live for you? Like, are feet not your thing, Mark? Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't... I just don't want to see somebody cutting their toenails. It was Matthew McConaughey. And? If you, if you have to see someone doing it, well, I didn't like it. Well. Did you like it? I mean, I, I wasn't aroused. Uh, okay. <laughs> I didn't ask that. <laughs> um, did I like it? I I liked how his character just was like, you know, if y'all going to tape everything, check this out. Yeah. Watch this. And that was right after day one. He wakes up. His, his, his Miller Lite dancing beer can mm-hmm. alarm goes off and he's... Start touching himself. Oh, my God. They're just sitting there <laughs> taping this, and everyone is glued to the TV. Yeah. And he's just, you know, playing pocket pool down there, right. just doing what he's going to do. Plus, I hear the guy hangs dong, and I'm very interested in seeing that. Me yeah. too. Yeah, he hangs dong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wasn't just scratching. He was he was doing a little bit more, <laughs> you know? I mean, he wanted to make sure it was still working. I guess. Right? I guess. Isn't that the first thing you want to do? Is It's like if you're a pilot. You don't just hop in the seat and go, right? <laughs> yeah. You do checks. You do your pre-flight he checklist. He was doing his pre-flight checklist, <laughs> right? Making sure everything works before we get started. Yeah. I, I can appreciate that. Oh, man. Uh, I see that you have penile implant highlighted here, Mark. Is there something you want to want to talk about there? No. <laughs> no. No, I'm good. Thank you. Okay. All right. No. Uh, yeah, so the, the the movie starts out. McConaughey is brothers with Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson is dating Jenna Elfman, mm-hmm. who I didn't like. Yeah, there's a reason why she didn't have much of a career after this. Yeah, yeah, didn't. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. But it turns out they had been McConaughey and Jenna Elfman. They had been pining after each other. I am going out with Ray, and all I can think about is you. I mean, you didn't have any brothers. But I remember every girlfriend Zach brought home mm-hmm. when I was younger. I was like, yeah, she's cute. I like her. Mm. Uh, there could be something there. And I've never pined after his like adult people or mm-hmm. Will's adult people. Mm-hmm. That's never been a thing. But No. no. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to say, like, yeah, that, that could be a thing, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, because they become an intimate part of your life if you're... That's you know, exactly. and you get to know them, and yeah, exactly. for sure. Uh, but Woody Harrelson 
cheats on live television. And he does. Uh, but even prior to that, like you didn't get a good sense from their relationship. Like they weren't jiving. Right. Like, yeah, it was over. Yeah. It was already over. So Jenna Elfman sees Woody Harrelson has another woman over at his place on television. Okay. To be fair, to be fair, she was homeless. Right. Right. <laughs> and he was giving her a place to stay. Uh-huh. Okay. She didn't have any clothes either. She's homeless. Right. Where's she going to put her clothes? In her dresser? No. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes total sense. And then is it that, like, McConaughey sees the cheating and then he goes over and makes out with Jenna Elfman right away, right? Um, Isn't that the same scene? Jeez. I can't remember. I think so. He goes over to console her. He's in his Oilers jacket. Yeah. And then they end up kissing. Yeah. That's right. And then the camera crew comes in Mm -hmm. and he locks him out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Well, when you put it that way, no, it's not ideal. So they end up getting together. Of course, it puts his relationship with his brother on the rocks. What, which is too bad because he had a career at Ray's Gym all set up. Ray's Gym. That was going to happen. Like Honestly, when he was coming up with that plan, I was like, I see you. I see you. Not a bad idea. Right? Use this. Use this publicity. Right. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out. No. He did write a book, though. Okay, it's all in there. It's it's all in there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an awful, awful interview. Terrible. Um, but yes, he did write a book. Uh, my brother pissed on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, why? Do do we know why that was the title of the book? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's on Bill, the Bill Maher show, and Bill Maher asked. I think he asked. Yeah. Is that literal or metaphorical? Yeah. Oh, it's all in the book. <clears throat> I put it. Uh, I put everything in the book. Everything, all this is in the book. That was his answer, so. Okay. <laughs> My brother pissed on me. Yeah, and Bill's like, well, I didn't read it. Honestly, this looks stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder if we can get a copy of that. Do you think there ever was a book? No, I bet it's just blank pages. I bet that if we talk to Woody Harrelson, mm-hmm. we can get that book made. You think so? We can get it written. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. I mean, he did the Hunger Games, right? Like, he needs some other form of, of money coming in right now. <laughs> Just ask him to write the book for yes. us. <laughs> I'm going to throw in a little bonus. You're going to get a free book by author Ray Picarney titled My Brother Pissed on Me. Uh, but yeah, so McConaughey and Jenna Elfman try to continue their relationship. She gets freaked out by the cameras. They're everywhere. Yeah. No privacy. She left. Yeah. I mean, someone put her breasts on the internet. So she she leaves, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And she's getting judged by uh, the court of public opinion, right? mm-hmm. court of public opinion all the time, right? She's in yeah. tabloids. People are talking to her to her face like. <laughs> you should wear more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you should wear more makeup. What do you guys think about Sherry? She's needy. I don't like her. She's too tall. It's like abnormal. Yeah. She creeps me out. She's always, get away, get away. I mean, who does she think she is? Oh, I know. And she's so bony. Um, yeah. She didn't ask for that. But she did sign a release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the end, of course, the relationship works out, but they've got to get out of the, the, the contract. Mm-hmm. 
So here comes the penile implant. Okay, good. Penis is coming around. I'm glad we're coming back around to it. So Rob Reiner is the big shot. He's the CEO of this uh, media yeah, company. Yeah, at the True TV Network. Yep. And he's he uh, McConaughey tries to quit, and he's like, well, sorry. Actually, we're going to have a camera on all of your friends and family 24 hours a day. It's in the contract. In the contract. So they find a way to get out of it. Mm-hmm. McConaughey puts a bounty on Rob Reiner's head. It's <laughs> a good Actually, way of putting it. All the executives. He does. Yes. Everyone in the office. He says, everybody call me at my home number, which how crazy is that? Uh, I mean, it was 99. Were cell phones out? No, but every, like everybody for the rest of time is just going to call you. I don't think he had a lot to lose. I, mean, I guess. People have been watching him jerk off, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> come on. <laughs> Yeah, so he gives out his home number and he says, "Give me the, give me the dirt on all these executives." Yep, best one, best one, ten thousand dollars. That's that's a great idea. Yeah, Gr- I mean it was it was brilliant. It was, and we can't say for sure, right? I don't think we can say definitively that Ellen DeGeneres gave up that information, right? We can. She was very hooded. She looks right at the camera. I I don't know. Listen. She had the hood on, but then she looks she looks down <laughs> right at the camera. It was her. I mean, okay. All right. I mean. Yeah, so she gives up the Rob Reiner has a penile implant where he has to pump it up. <laughs> and why? You got your stiffy. Which is a perfectly legitimate medical condition. Okay. Sure, sure. I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you should see me depressurize that. Like the Instapot. (laughs) (laughs) What you cooking down there? (laughs) Yeah, so he's got people calling in, right? Of course, it's live because everything he does is live. Uh, All the executives are piled into one boardroom watching this happen. And the best part of this is he doesn't just out the executive. Right, he didn't come out and say this guy has this. He starts talking about the penile implant right. and just dragging it out. And so the uh, yeah, the executive's like, I have to get this done right now mm-hmm. because otherwise he's gonna spill my name. Right, right. I would not have thought to do that. I would have said, "Fuck you, you have this penile implant. I've been done with it." But then you've lost your leverage. Right, right. So, yeah, no, I see. I didn't think about it either. I'm like, how is he gonna get out of this? And then, yeah. It was good. It was yeah. really good. Smart man. Well, he was lucky that um, Rob Reiner had a penile in time. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he really has one? Rob Reiner? Or yep. The actor? Yes. Oh, I don't think so. Can you say that for sure? No. I cannot. Could we email him? Sure. We could call him. Yeah. Speaking of, if we called that number, where do you think it would go? Huh. I don't know. It may be one of those that's used for for Hollywood and doesn't go anywhere. Interesting. All right, homework. Yeah, I'll call it and if something comes up I'll <laughs> I'll drop it in here. Hello and thanks for calling Pantalones Organic Tequila. Uh yeah, one of the highlights of the movie. You, you said you wanted to circle back to Liz Hurley. Yes. Um when Jenna Elfman goes out of town because she just can't stay in the cameras anymore. Yes. Yep. 
in comes Liz Hurley, and I'm surprised Ed went for her. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think he would. Just doesn't seem like his type. And obviously, it didn't work, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I just didn't seem like something Ed would do. Yeah, she was like her limo was late or or canceled or something. Yes, I saw her backstage somewhere. Yeah, so she was. And then he ended up going with a uh, wearing a tux to go to some event with her. You mm-hmm. know? So yeah, yeah. I, I think he's the kind of guy who who would be turned off by having to go to those types of events. Exactly. Right? Exactly. He, his what he wants to do with his life is work at the local video store. What an ambition! Yeah. Thank you for keeping that alive for us. Right. Okay. Someone had to. Yeah. So somebody like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally picking up what you're putting down. I just, Why would he go for her? That's what I'm saying. Didn't seem like a, a logical match. But to be fair, I've done similar things. I've dated a girl who my lifestyle did not match with hers at all. And mm. like halfway through the first date, I was like, I hate everything about this. <laughs> Done. Done. Yeah. 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 It's happened. Not a love match. It wasn't. It wasn't. But that same girl who I'm referencing... Introduced me to my wife. So, oh, hey, that's a true story. Hey, good. Yeah. <laughs> but at least you didn't say or do anything too bad. No. Mm-mm. Nope. Got nothing. No baggage there. Mm. Good. Uh, Mark, we haven't talked about shirtless scenes in this movie. I don't think he was shirtless, was he? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it was. Like, this is. His intro into the rom-com stage of his life, all right? They are going to unpack the goods. Absolutely. He's there for a reason, all right? Here's the, he's there working out in the uh, in the bathroom. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Right? He's got his little tape on for the, the mic. He does. But boy, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got, I like the man's body. I think he's got a great build. I like the young man's body, okay? <laughs> you know, Mark had a, a critic... Recently. I did. Uh, that accused him of, how would you phrase it, Mark? The, I guess the criticism of, of the podcast was mm-hmm. that, you know, if you mention McConaughey's good looks a couple of times. Right. You're just talking about it. Sure. You, if you keep mentioning it, you're trying to make a point. You're trying to send a message. What message are you trying to send the audience, Mark? (laughs) Was there a message that you were accused of sending? I think the implication was that that I am a gay man. Which we have nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that, Mark. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Absolutely not. You can tell us. Well, and that's, you know, it was, this was from an older person too, you know, so they didn't want to come out and say gay. Don't say gay. Well, if if you want to come out right now, Mark, <laughs> we're here to support you. Thank you. No, I think we've. I mean, <laughs> some of our audience members. This is what they want to hear about. That, yes, they want to hear us describe his chest. He had some great pecs. He did great abs. Yeah, he's pumping iron on his arms. I mean, yeah. I tell you what, those those '90s actors were a lot smaller mm. than our today actors, as far as like muscle. Absolutely. Build up, you know? Yep. Yeah. Well, you just wait till Magic Mike. Yeah. My goodness. That boy's been eating that creatine, huh? Something. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was. He you know, again, kind of an everyman, but mm-hmm. great physique. Well, you can't eat a lot when you're working at Blockbuster, surrounded by twelve year olds. So yeah. it makes sense. He was probably starving. 
right? Probably. <laughs> they always had popcorn and like movie candy for sale. You think that's all he ate? Well, I know that a girl died on the popcorn diet once. What? Oh, yeah, that's happened. I didn't know there was a popcorn diet. Uh, well, it didn't stick around very long. Okay. okay. Yeah. Girl died. <laughs> yeah. But it could have happened, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. He definitely, you remember the uh, the family dinner? I was sitting there just, just looking at all those things, like a two liter of Mountain Dew. When's the last time you saw a two liter of Mountain Dew sitting in the middle of someone's table? <laughs> And it better not have been recently, Mark. No, 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 no. Yeah, and that big bucket of KFC. Oh, that's yes. something. That's something. You know, after he gets the show, they put a, a Pepsi machine. They do. You know, and, and they're doing product placement. Yep. But before the show, at the dinner table, there's the KFC bucket. Uh-huh. There's the Mountain Dew. There were a couple of other things. The, the Miller Lite uh, dancing alarm, you know. Do you think that was product placement? I do. I think it was on purpose. Yes, you know, uh-huh. not a normal movie product placement. I think it was like uh, making a tongue-in-cheek statement. Oh, okay. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, yeah. The uh, the very last scene, we see him and Jenna Elfman in bed. And his chest is, is exposed. That's a nipple. That's right. They look like they're having a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very happy for them. <laughs> not the ending you would have chosen? Um... I mean, again, for the movie, for what it was, it was the right ending, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you, th- this movie for me was more more calm than Rom. Sure, sure. And I think later on, we're going to have movies where it's, it's more focused on the romantic aspect, more Rom than calm. Um, so, yeah, it's like the romantic yeah. part of this was less important to me. I don't. I don't know if the romantic part's ever going to be important to me. Yeah. <laughs> but I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. On the spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. There's like a needle. We're more on the calm side mm-hmm. on this one. Absolutely. Yeah. No. The actually the romantic relationships were were all very twisted in this movie. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we saw a, a normal one. You're right. I don't think so. Like I was like, what about the singer and that girl? I'm like, no, nope, that one was weird. Yeah, she she went out with him because somebody, like she felt bad for him because somebody threw a bottle at his head or yes. something. <laughs> yes. And then the punchline was, what was she doing there anyway? Because she's an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> the, the question I'm asking is, what's she doing in a bar in the first place? She's an alcoholic for Christ's sake. No, 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 Ray, Ray, buddy, not here. Come on now. I got drink. I got Which is... Which is not a funny joke now, I don't feel no. like. <laughs> it got a reaction in the room. I was like, when, when mm-hmm. I was watching it with Diana, we were like, whoa. <laughs> yep. <laughs> to yep. say that on national television? No. Ah. Listen, Woody Harrelson was an awful person. He was a dick in that movie. Mm-hmm. Absolute dick. And and she she's a real knockout and a redhead to boot, which I've never had. And she's never given me the time of day. Suddenly today, she's all... Hey, I saw you on TV last night, and you were great. And I'm all, <laughs> you know, I just made some ginger root gazpacho. Come on over, and the next thing you know, bada bing. I mean, I'm human. Wasn't a fan of his teeth, either. That's, those are just his teeth, man. Uh, well, he better do something about it. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> they keep coming back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and this, this movie is where McConaughey and Woody Harrelson met. And they have a long-standing relationship. Like for real, yeah. Uh, yeah, Woody Harrelson thinks that they're brothers. 
I think there could be a case made, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I have to look at the details, but it, I think Makane's dad was working in the same area that Woody Harrelson's mom lived. As That kind of matches up. Was this during one of the divorces or before the marriage? Like, when does this fall in the timeline of all of the, the madness of Matthew McConaughey's parents? It had to be during during the marriage or during one of the divorces, yeah. Because yeah, McConaughey was, um, they had the, the first brother, mm-hmm. and then they couldn't get pregnant again, so they adopted. And then McConaughey was like an unplanned baby. He's, <sighs> he's much younger than his older brother. Could you imagine if we didn't have Matthew McConaughey? Right. What would movies look like now? Right. They'd be missing missing that charm. They would be. Yeah. Yeah. My God. Do you ever think about that? Very much like um, a Christmas story. What would have happened if we plucked people out of history? What? That's not a Christmas story. It's a wonderful life. Oh, I hate It's a Wonderful Life. Is it because it's black and white? I've seen the color version as well. (laughs) (laughs) I I was forced to watch it as a kid every Christmas. I Mm -hmm. hate it. You're plucking people from history? That's what happened in that movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's uh, that's kind of the climax there, right? Is uh, He's on the bridge. He's going to commit suicide. And the angel comes down and says, no, no, no. Let me show you what would happen if you were never here. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. All right. I haven't had anything to drink. Okay. No alcohol. And? How did we get to It's a Wonderful Life? (laughs) 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 This is 30 seconds in the past. I cannot remember what we were just talking about. (laughs) What had happened was we were talking about plucking people out of life and what would happen if we had plucked Matthew McConaughey out of existence because... He was a oops baby. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Who would have taken his place as the rom-com king? Will Ferrell, maybe? <laughs> maybe maybe Nicolas Cage's career would have gone a different direction. Yeah. I don't know. He's not. No, not at all. No, he's not good looking enough to be the rom-com guy. No. Yeah, Nick Cage smooches good. You tell him, Nick Cage smooches good! I'm I'm not sure why he is as popular as he has been. He's not good looking. Mm-mm. He's crazy. That shit crazy. I don't know if he's a good actor. I just know he's crazy. He is that. Right? He is the nephew of Francis Cord Coppola. Ah, uh, nepotism. Yeah, so. But he changed his name, I think, to to get around. Really? Know, yeah, to be like, no, I'm doing this on my own. Uh, yeah, he wasn't born Nick Cage. What was he born? It's like Coppola. Really? Yeah. Wow. Cage was a good choice. Reminds me of Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat, who was also in the movies. Absolutely. Yep. Johnny Cage. Boy. (laughs) Doing the splits, punching that guy in the nuts. Yeah, he didn't have any special powers, right? Nope. Yeah, he was just a white guy. (laughs) He was the token white guy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Well, Johnny Cage, did you find any uh, wisdom in this movie? Did you find a McConaughey? <laughs> I just want to meet new people and do cool things. I thought, man, that is about the best reason to go and do something there is in life, isn't it? Um, I think the, the wisdom 
from from this uh I, I think it was a warning to us of what influencers could be what they could become uh and i don't think that we heeded that warning back in 99 yeah and instead we just were like really that's an opportunity Mm-hmm. And uh, now we got kids making TikToks at all times of the day. Did you know there was something called like the the something house? They made a show about putting a bunch of kid influencers in the same house together. So they made the, a show about they it? They did. I yes. knew that influencers, they will sometimes go in together and buy a house. Yeah. So I, I don't remember what house this was called. It was a something house. And it was a reality TV show about all these kids. Living in this one house together, making video content. Oh. How That's was that cool. just like? Yeah. A show about them creating content. Exactly. For TikTok. <laughs> okay. Seems masturbatory. N- next, we're going to have a show about the show, watching the kids in the house, making video right. content. Right? We're just going to keep <laughs> spiraling out. Yeah. The, the conflict between the production crew. Right? Filming the people filming stuff. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Crazy. It's got to be a romantic aspect there. I think that's probably the 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 real wisdom from that from the movie. Yeah, for sure. How about you? For Mark? sure. I don't know. You can have a moment. Yeah, I don't. I think I think you you nailed the actual wisdom. Well, not drinking today. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do more morning reports, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> I think that there's also wisdom in not telling your office buddies about uh, possibly compromising surgeries that you have, right? Maybe don't tell people if you have to pump your dick up, right? There's nothing wrong with pumping your dick up, but maybe you don't share it at the uh, office Christmas party. Right. You need to have boundaries with your coworkers. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Yeah. I think for my McConaughey, I'm just going to pick a favorite character. Go okay. uh, Martin Landau's character Al. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the stepfather in the wheelchair. He was great. He, I don't think he had ever really done comedy before. He did great in this movie. He did. He delivered a lot of a laughs for me. So he was just. I feel like he was very deadpan. Yeah. Um, just just a loving father. Mm-hmm. How about that one scene with the gate? Mm. Right. I, I felt like it was very touching, but probably overdone. Maybe. Maybe it was right for the movie. Yeah. But uh, you're my father. (laughs) (laughs) And right in the middle of that moment, the cameras come around. Yep. Yep. And they're separated by the gate. Wow. Just see inside the heart of man. Yeah. So so deep. That was probably the most serious part of the movie. I think it was. Yeah. 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 Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Johnny, did you like the movie? I think that, honestly, I, I, I think Ebert's right. Yeah. We had some laughs. We had some tears. You know? Mm-hmm. We're all going home friends. Yeah. But we're never going to talk about it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a She's All That movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Very much. Yeah, so how, how are we going to review the film? Um, he had a lot of hubcaps on his wall. He did. That was a strange thing to start collecting. That he had been collecting since 1973, I think he said. I feel like 
He was, he was a year old. I, I What I want to know is how he thought it was okay to be hanging people's hubcaps on the wall. Like, those were expensive. People had to go and replace those. It's yeah. basically theft. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he wasn't stealing right off of cars, but who knows? Uh, I don't think that we learned how he got them. So we can only assume yeah. that it was fair. Quote, unquote, collecting them. Hmm. I, I do the same thing with hands. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw a thing the other day. You take a um, like a a big turkey uh, bone or or yeah, just like a big bone, okay. animal bone, and stick a shoe on one end <laughs> and give it to your large dog <laughs> and have them go out in the yard. So it looks like <laughs> taking a leg off of somebody. That's <laughs> that's pretty good, right? That's happening. That's happening. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, All right. Um, yeah. See, so he had that Pepsi machine. We could do Pepsis. I don't like Pepsi. We could do fingernail uh, toenails. To- we could do toenails. I'd hate that. Uh, he did. He did a pretty good, clean, you know, full. Yeah, he did. Disconnection there on on the on the big toe. Mine's a lot flatter. I don't think I'm capable of that. Mm. No. He could do wheelchairs. <laughs> I don't think we want to mess with the ADA community, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we do toenails. Oh, man. I feel like that's a poor reflection on the film. That's all we can get <laughs> is toenails. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, something that... Oh, go ahead. No, I mean, I, I don't know what else we can do, man. We just got to embrace it. Okay. Okay, we're going to assume that he's showered and they don't stink. And we just give us the nice, clean toenails. We could do raised gym... Cut off shirts. The more I think about it, the more this makes sense. Because how many toenails do you have? Ten. It just makes sense. Damn it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Toenails. That's it. So, Johnny, how many how many toenail clippings <laughs> <laughs> would you give this movie? I'm, I'm giving this six full and yeah. maybe like a, a hangnail. Okay. Yep. <laughs> right? All right? Just a smidge. I like that. I'm going to go with seven full. Okay. Seven full toenail clippings. <laughs> <laughs> I hate saying it. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it seven full because, yeah, popcorn movie, I got plenty of laughs out of it. And like you right. said, I don't have to think about this movie ever again. I don't think anyone ever does. Yeah. I had a good time watching it. For sure. As you often say, passing grade, I'm, give, I'm giving it seven toenail clippings. Do it. Let it. Just let it be, man. Yeah. Let it be. What about McConaughey's performance? Um... I mean, he gave a good performance, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I don't think he sucked. Right. The movie wasn't great. But can we put that on him? He, he was the leading man, so maybe was it his job to carry the, carry the film? Well, so I go back to my question, you know, what would the movie have been like if a comedian had been there to play a non, you know, try to play the straight man sure. versus McConaughey being in there? You know, I, I wonder if, if there would have been more comedic energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But again, that's not really, that's a casting issue. Who would have been a good recast there? That's, I can't, uh, Will Ferrell. <laughs> no. <laughs> Will Ferrell, that's it. But I mean, this was 24 years ago. I don't know who was around, you know, doing comedies. Robin oh, Williams. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, yeah. Would he have been good? No, I don't think he would. I don't think so. You need somebody good looking. Adam Sandler, he just doesn't do well. He had Happy Gilmore, Mm -hmm. right? And think Happy Madison films are great. 
outside that, I just don't think that um, he does good. Mm. You don't like his dramatic roles? No, not at all. Oh, I think he was good in that that one dramatic Big film. Daddy? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> there was some drama in there when he yeah, tried yeah, to yeah. beat up a McDonald's employee or whatever. So I'm saying I yeah. That one that one had some dramatic pieces to it. Mm-hmm. I felt it I felt like it was heavier in my high school years. Scuba Steve. Scuba Steve. Mm-hmm. Scuba Sam. Or was it Sam? Uh, nope. I think it was Scuba Steve and then Scuba Sam might have been his brother or dad. Oh. They created a character. If I don't know. It's been a long time. Yeah. It's been a long time for me too. I'm Scuba Sam. I'm Scuba Sam. Scuba Steve's father. Yeah. I think McConaughey did well. He played the everyman well. Mm-hmm. You know, if we had recorded this in the evening, my my drink would have been a, a beer and a koozie. Man, that's all I was thinking about. Yeah. Was how great would that be? Yeah. Uh, what a cool idea. We haven't mentioned that. That was part of his character. It was. was. just like coming up with like really ridiculous ways to fix problems. Right? He played a lot of pool. Yeah. So he had, I mean, really, it was smart. All right. Sir Isaac Newton would have been impressed because of gravity. <laughs> it doesn't matter which way he was standing, the beer was always up, right? So when he leaned down for the pool table, still up. Yeah, it was one of those old school, more f- um, more rigid, more yeah, rigid styrofoam, mm-hmm. you know, encased in vinyl uh, type koozies that he had just hanging around his neck. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a good, it was brilliant. And then there was the clothes hamper so that he could watch TV. That's right. While he was. Taking shit. Yeah. He doesn't have to miss a scene. Right. Yeah. So, again, he, he played the everyman well. Yeah. And it kind of felt like that might be something that McConaughey himself <laughs> would do. That's what I'm saying. I don't feel like this was a big leap for him. Yeah. So, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give his performance s- seven and a half clippings. I, I'm going to full eight. Full eight. I'm going to full eight. Okay. Yeah. Because you're right. He fit the role. Mm-hmm. He did the role fine. Maybe it was everyone else's fault. Fucking Ron Howard, Brian Grazer. I mean, you say Ron Howard, I say Opie. I think it's Opie's fault. <laughs> you know the guy in the production truck? Yeah. With the hair plugs? Uh-huh. That's Clint Howard. No way. That's Ron Howard's brother. Yeah. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. He started his career acting career as a baby in Star Trek, the original series. No way. Yeah. And he's been in several other Star Trek series, little one-off roles. But he is not a good looking man at all. Boy, he looks like a troll, right? How? Yeah. How are you in Hollywood and that's how you walk around? <laughs> well, back to infomercials. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. He's in Arrested Development. Yes. He's Marky Bart or Marky Bart's dad. I He's love in the tree. Arrested Development. Such a good show. Everything about Arrested Development. I almost started watching it again last night. We watch it three times a year. <laughs> <laughs> we do. They have the chicken dance in Arrested Development. When? Everybody in the family thinks that chickens make a different sound. Yes. And yep. the, and the, yeah, they, they pantomime the, <laughs> what, like the, the motion that chickens make. John, chicha, John, chicha. That's not true at all. Chicha, chicha, chicha. What is that? Is chicha. that a chicken? Cuckoo, So yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some 
Arrested Development references there. There's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, Johnny, I got a, a journal entry. Oh, shit, yes. If you're interested. I'm always interested. That's the fun about journaling. There are no rules, all right? All right, all right, all right. Uh, I just, I found this written on a... Bathroom stall? On a bathroom stall. No, I'm kidding. It's for like- green lights. <laughs> If you're high enough, the sun's always shining. I was high enough yesterday. <laughs> and my problem was I thought it was 7 o'clock starting at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't know what was up. We were in a basement for most of the afternoon. That's so. what I'm saying. No windows. So the sun wasn't really shining for you there. Um, this is about the time in McConaughey's life where he comes off the road. Mm-hmm. You know, he was in his, his Airstream that he named Canoe. Uh, and his logical, yeah, and his and his dog, and they he got a house in Austin and a house somewhere else. But he was in Austin. The, the uh, college football team was in some big game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He ended up staying awake for almost three full days, partying. Good God! Yeah, he gets home two in the morning, and before he goes to bed, he's he's. He gets naked, smokes some weed, and plays on his bongos with with the windows open, with the <laughs> the cool night air I blowing was, through. Okay, I saw your note about naked bongos, and I'm like, where is this going? Mm-hmm. So this is a well known McConaughey story. He's told it many times, mm-hmm. but and he's got it in the book here. But I want to talk about it one because it happens kind of the same time chronologically as we're going through those movies, but right. also because it relates. To your life experience. Ooh, tell me. So McConaughey is just banging on the bongos naked in his birthday suit. There you go. And two Austin cops bust into his house. No. Yeah. And they they see the, the weed and they see who he is and their egos, you know, get in the way and they, they arrest him. Uh-uh. Yeah. You see Matthew McConaughey and you don't arrest him. <laughs> you would think so. That's, yeah. So they, they arrest him. They won't let him put clothes on, and he doesn't want to put clothes on. Well, at least they He's, agree. He says it's the proof of my innocence. So they broke into my house. Okay. You know, yep. My, my nakedness is proof of my innocence. Uh, but they, they take him to jail, and when he goes before the judge for like- Arraignment. Yeah, you know, arraignment or first appearance. Yeah. McConaughey's attorney says- you know, these cops, they just broke into his house. Uh, you know, I suggest that you dismiss the case altogether. Um, and my client will plead to the Class C violation of a sound ordinance, as he was indeed banging on those bongos pretty damn loud for 2.36 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, just kind of relates to your life. Where I was going to say. You got a sound, <laughs> a sound ordinance had violation. that exact same thing happen to me once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. You know, a little uh, little parallel in your life and McConaughey's oh, life. Oh, man. I could go places. You could. All you have to do is get in dazed and confused. Ah, I'm a little late for that. Yeah. Sequel. We could do a sequel. Sequel. No one's done a sequel yet, right? Still confused. Still confused. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, that, that, okay. Was, that, was a bad, that was a bad idea. No, no. Uh, I, we'd have to brainstorm that one. I love it. I fucking love it. We could bring Matthew McConaughey back in, and he's like a 
like a teacher. Like he's like a math teacher. I was thinking teacher. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He finally had to get a real job. That's it. It'd be, he'd be a gym teacher. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Basketball coach. For, right? Yeah. I could just see him like sitting in the office like, yeah, guys, <laughs> go play some ball. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, Johnny, what are we watching next time? Dude, next time I'm excited. Yeah? Yes. U571. All right. U571. U2000. Mm-hmm. All right. You got John Bon Jovi, Bill Paxton. All right. And the screenwriter, David Ayer of Fast and Furious and the Suicide Squad. Wow. Um, so it is about a submarine. Mm-hmm. So if you're claustrophobic, this is not the one for you. <laughs> That's right? the truth. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah, I remember watching this, I think, when it came out or, or you know, really? somewhere around the I time. I don't think it came I've out. seen it. And my memory is that John Bon Jovi was in this movie a lot. Do okay. You, do you think that's true? Well, so I rewatched it for my casual nonsense right, yeah. appearance. Mm-hmm. I rewatched it a few months ago. And he just makes a little cameo appearance. Really? Yeah, but one of the sonar guys, he looks a little bit like John Bon Jovi. So I think that's... So you just tied those two together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's a good movie, though. I think you're going to... You said you're excited to watch it. I'm, I'm excited. I, I, you should be. I like war movies. I don't know why. But, well, yeah. well, the early ones. Now they're like really gritty and I'll, you know... Yeah. It's, you know... Don't, like Band of Brothers. I don't want to really know what war is like, okay? <laughs> yeah. Oof. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's got Harvey Keitel in it. Who's Harvey Keitel? Um, he's in a lot of Quentin Tarantino movies. Mm-hmm. He was... One of the color name guys. Oh, yeah. 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 Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good in it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Let's let's do it. But before we get there, we need to thank a few people. We need to thank our listeners. We need to thank Holizna for our theme song, Hey Aqualung. Folks, if you're not following us on Mastering in Pod, I don't know what to tell you. You need to. Guys. It's good content. Just just freaking follow follow the pod. It's a good way to interact with us. You can also interact with us by sending us an email to masteringmpod at gmail.com or you can call and leave a voicemail at 505-750-9426. You can find that number in the episode description. Leave us a voicemail. Uh, well, we, we may play it on the podcast or maybe at least respond to Oh, that would be great. Message. We yeah. need to do like a listener quarter. Right. Yeah. I think it'd be a lot of fun. We'll do it. Yeah. Listen to Johnny's other podcast. And we said we were coming to you live from the Modern Real Estate Agent Podcast Studio. So listen to that uh, that podcast. A link to that is in the episode description as well. And Johnny, y'all are hitting it hard in 2024, right? We are. I have, I think I've promised 50 episodes to the listeners. Wow. We're going, we are going all in 2024. We just started season three. Uh it, for people who are not following the real estate world, there was a, a groundbreaking, kind of earth-shattering antitrust lawsuit that just happened, and shit's getting crazy in the real estate world. Really? Oh, yeah. I can't wait to talk to you about that off mic. Yeah. Oh, it's a thing. It's a thing. We'll go give that podcast a listen. If you like our podcast, the Mastering McConaughey podcast, drop us a five-star rating. Leave us a review. By the way, nobody left a review. You know, We offered to give signed yeah. Stuff. Nobody left a goddamn review. Lazy listeners. Yeah. Not really. We love you. But love do. You. Please yeah. leave, leave a review. God dang it. 
Uh, and we'll catch you next time as we talk about U571. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys. We are doing fine. Oh, <laughs> okay. You you have a beer around your neck. That's my point. Hey, there's Ray. See? <laughs> now that's television. Huh? <laughs>